Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is January 6th, 2022, and our first story, the conspiracy theorists were right. The unvaccinated are being arrested, and all of these articles fact-checking these claims from last year and the year before are turning out to be wrong. And if this trend continues, it will get worse. Novak Djokovic has been put in detention in Australia after his medical exemption was denied and he tried entering the country. In the Northern Territories, the unvaccinated are not allowed to leave their homes, except for very specific reasons like getting medical care or eating. You can't even go to work. It's likely this will get worse. In our next story, Tucker Carlson slams Ted Cruz for calling the January 6th Capitol riot a terrorist attack. And in our last story, Whoopi Goldberg is shocked that she's tested positive for COVID despite being triple vaxxed. Before we get started, Leave us a good review and give us five stars. Share this show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The conspiracy theorists have been right about almost everything over the past year. And I don't mean the actual conspiracy theorists who think like the moon is a secret military base or other crazy stories like that. No, I mean the people that came out and said, if you let the government use a state of emergency to enact draconian measures, it will keep getting worse. Those people, well, they've been mostly correct. In a story that's shocking the world, top tennis star Novak Djokovic has been placed in detention after he tried to enter Australia with a medical exemption for the vaccine. The government is denying his exemption and they're threatening to deport him. His parents say that he is a political prisoner and being held in a refugee detention hotel. We've seen several people who are unvaccinated protest in various cities and get arrested for it. Yet we were told in 2020 that they would not be arresting the unvaccinated. We were told that they wouldn't be building camps to place the unvaccinated in. And to be fair, We're not necessarily at that point just yet, but the unvaccinated are being arrested. You see, the media has used a a clever framing device. When people came out and said forced vaccination through coercion will eventually result in people being arrested for not being vaccinated, the media writes stories, or I should say various news outlets, establishment media and corporate press saying the police are not going to go to people's homes and arrest them for not being vaccinated. No, what's happening is, If you're in Australia, they have just announced if you are not vaccinated, you cannot leave your home unless seeking emergency medical treatment 
getting essential food or helping someone who can't help themselves. You can no longer leave your home for work if you are not vaccinated. I suppose that means if you do leave, you will face some kind of government penalty. Perhaps you will be arrested or fined. I don't know exactly what they'll do, but I'd assume they'd have to arrest you. Otherwise, you'd keep walking around unvaccinated, right? In New York, several unvaccinated protesters have been arrested on more than one occasion. And I shouldn't even I don't even think it's necessarily fair to say they're protesters. These are people who tried to eat at a Burger King or a Cheesecake Factory. Now, you'll be told by the fact checkers they weren't arrested for being unvaccinated. They were arrested for trespassing. Why were they trespassing? Because they were told if they didn't have their vaccination cards, they had to leave. And they said, these people said they felt it was an invalid reason for ejecting someone from a public accommodation. For that, the police came in and these people were arrested. So you could argue that the fact check articles were technically true. But in reality, anyone who is being intellectually honest or just honest in general would tell you these conspiracy theorists as they were smeared in the media over and over again. Well, it turns out they've been right the whole time. And that brings me to where we are today and where we go from here. There are a lot of people on the right who don't like the civil war narrative, the national divorce narrative, but it's reality. You can reject it all you want. Now, strangely, I get I get a lot of flack from the left over talking about civil war. But today is January 6th. I call it Freedom Day, the day we commemorate all of the lives lost in the George Floyd riots. That's what's important to me. Not some riot of several hundred people uh, at the Capitol. Now, I think the Capitol riot was bad, but the media is running all of this coverage. They're doing hour by hour play by plays. Kamala Harris has actually compared this to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. This says to me, whether you want to agree with their narrative or not, you must recognize at this point, the divide between the worldviews is so divided. Either you all give in and accept the left establishment worldview, or you reject it. And that brings us to greater conflict, which I don't want to happen. But I do not believe that you will get a proud boy walking up to Antifa, shaking their hand and agreeing on everything. When you have anti-mandate protesters out in front of a hospital, and Antifa shows up and attacks them physically. How are we supposed to mend this country? I don't think it's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is that big cities are continuing, are, are, are going to continually implement these hardcore mandates and expand them. Now, it's not just cities. It's not just Chicago. The vaccine mandate in, the Chicago, uh, in Chicago is expanded to Cook County, now engulfing many of the surrounding suburbs. It's resulting in protests, people that I know threatening to leave. Ideological polarization is being turned into geographical polarization over these policies, policies that, well, let me put it this way. If you are not vaccinated today, the likelihood that you get vaccinated is slim to none. And everyone knows it. As they implement more and more draconian policy, all that's going to happen is there's going to be more and more resistance. But let's talk about the arrest of the unvaccinated. I have this story out of the Philippines. Now, admittedly, the Philippines are not the U.S., but I want to talk about how extreme it's getting in some parts of the world, what's happening in the U.S., and how bad Australia has gotten, because now it's getting real bad. And if you don't pay attention to what they're doing, it will eventually come here.
from Reuters. They say Philippines Duterte threatens unvaccinated people with arrest. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member to help support our journalism and support videos like this. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. And last night, we hosted Marjorie Taylor Greene for a half an hour discussion that I got to say, I it was it was really great. It was unfortunate it had to end so early, but we're going to have her back on for sure. If you want to watch that, go to TimCast.com. You'll see it on the front page or in our member section. And as a member, you're helping to support all of the work we do. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share this video right now with your friends. That being, uh, and, and after that, whatever. All right, let's just read the news. We'll start with the Philippines. And admittedly, we don't live there, but this is important. Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte said on Thursday, people who have not taken COVID-19 shots will be arrested if they disobeyed stay-at-home orders as infections hit a three-month high. Duterte, in a televised address to the nation, said he was asking community leaders to look for unvaccinated people and make sure they were confined to their homes. If he refuses, if he goes out of his house and goes around the community, he can be restrained. If he refuses, the captain is empowered now to arrest recalcitrant persons. They're going to mention that coronavirus cases are at their highest in the Philippines since September 26. Over in Australia, the Northern Territories, unvaccinated people are on a near total lockdown. The reason why this is important, they told us it was a conspiracy theory. They said this wouldn't happen. They said unvaccinated people would not be arrested from the Washington Examiner. Six unvaccinated protesters arrested after sit-in at New York Cheesecake Factory. It wasn't going to happen, but here it is. Over in Australia, TimCast.com reporting, the unvaccinated in the Northern Territory of Australia have been placed on a near total lockdown effective Thursday. The unvaccinated will only be permitted to leave their home for three reasons. Essential shopping, medical treatment, or caregiving. Working and exercise did not make the cut. Now, many people have immediately asked, now hold on a minute. Why can't you go outside to exercise, like even in your front yard? You're outside. You're not breathing on anybody. But they would allow you to go to a major shopping center to buy essential uh, goods and groceries because it's not about COVID. It's about authority and it's about power. If you are unvaccinated and need to leave your home for one of these allowed three reasons, you are still not permitted to travel more than 30 kilometers from your home unless you are going to the hospital. Chief Minister Michael Gunner announced that the lockdown will go into effect at 1 p.m. and remain in place until midday Monday when a new vaccine passport system goes into effect. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone age 16 and above. We're doing this early as a sustainable measure that provides the best ability to control community transmission and who ends up in our hospitals. He made clear that work is not a reason to leave the home for the unvaccinated. Gunnar said vaccine passports are not radical. Other states have already bought, uh, brought it in. Now, I've had people ask me why, why it's happening in the Northern Territories. And well, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, They have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, 
They have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I know some people from Australia, and I've talked to some friends, and my, the, the way, here's how it appears to me. When they started locking down the big cities, people started fleeing the cities and going to places like the Northern Territory of Australia, which is rural. They wanted to get away. One of my friends said they went to the middle of nowhere so they could go outside, so they could be free. And as much as they do have these lockdowns, you go outside, there's very few people to actually enforce it. My understanding and my opinion on this is that they're trying to prevent people from going to these rural areas. They want you to stay locked in your home in the big cities and do as you're told. And you could move. Yeah, they can't stop you from moving because that'd be too extreme, but they can deter it. They can apply friction. And then people see these stories and say, I don't want to go there. They'll lock me in a camp. We were told all of this was a conspiracy theory, that it wasn't true. New York police arrest five amid COVID-19 vaccine mandate protests at Burger King. Six unvaccinated protesters arrested after sit-in at New York Cheesecake Factory. Or how about this? Novak Djokovic parents accuse idiot Australian officials of trying to humiliate the tennis star and putting him in prison as he is made to stay in refugee hotel. But Deputy PM says rich people are not above the law. It's actually not true. They are above the law. The only problem is, are you in the club rich or are you just like a famous tennis star? Right now, where, where we work out of the Timcast studio, it's, it's right next to Frederick County, which has implemented a mask mandate. Now, if you are a regular person, working class person, you can't go to a restaurant unless you wear a mask. You can't go inside a grocery store unless you wear a mask. Not every store is enforcing this because Frederick County is very close. It's, it's a border county with Virginia and I believe Pennsylvania. So it can be difficult because people will just leave. However, if you're rich, you can just book a private event at any one of these venues. Now, some may still be like, we're going to do vax, uh, or I'm sorry, mask mandates. But if you are rich, you're absolutely above all of this. You want to fly private? Don't got to wear a mask. You want in fact, if you're very, very wealthy, like billionaire level wealthy, you don't even need passports. No joke. I've, I, I've, I, I know people, I'll put it this way, um, part of big families, and they tell me, they just fly in a private plane and they get no questions asked. Concierge shows up and says, don't worry about it. We know who you are. You don't need it. You're special. So if you're wealthy, you can walk right past all of this. And how much you want to bet? I'll put it this way too. How much you want to bet you go and sit down at a regular mom and pop shop restaurant or something and they say, I'm sorry, we're being forced to implement a vaccine or, or, or a vaccine or a mask mandate. How much you want to bet if you're rich and you slap 10 grand on the table and say, this is how much I'm going to be tipping you. If you get fined, I'm sure you'll be fine, right? Now, I don't know if that's legal. I'm not saying someone should do that. I'm saying a rich person could absolutely go to a restaurant. And when they say you need a mask, he can be like, here's a thousand dollars. And they'll probably be like, sure, you're fine. Why don't you come on in? Yeah, the rich people are exempt from this. Now, of course, Australia certainly would want to make an example of these people. What I find fascinating here is that they say the anti-vaxxer has been forced to stay in a refugee detention hotel while he awaits the appeal verdict. 
Interesting. Let's start with some old news. Let's start with some old news. This is from AAP Fact Check. Unvaccinated Australians won't be forced into isolation camps. You see, this story is important because it's it's true, but the framing is what matters. There was a fake post claiming unvaccinated people, people who are not fully vaccinated, would be put in the camps. That's fake news. So it's true. It's, it's, they weren't doing this. What is going to happen, in my opinion, though, is that they're going to put down arbitrary lockdown measures, like I've already shown you, where they say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't leave your home. And then, well, they'll arrest you if you do. So the vaccinated will go about their lives like normal, and the unvaccinated will be arrested not for being unvaccinated, but for defying a public health order. Then you'll get these fact checks saying they weren't arrested because they didn't get the vax. No one's forcing the vax, but they did violate a public health order. Yeah, which was going outside unvaxed. You see, this is coercion. Here's another one. WRAL.com fact check. Are some countries putting unvaccinated people in internment camps? Once again, this is a framing, a framing device for fact checkers to make it seem like something that is happening isn't happening. But, to, but again, it is true. This article is on, on, on to the letter of the, the letter of the law, to letter of their statement. It's true. Unvaccination. Not being vaccinated is not the reason explicitly for the detention. They say Australian quarantine facility is not an internment camp. When asked for clarification on his remark, Johnson's office told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reporter he was referring to a COVID-19 quarantine site in Australia. In making the comment, Johnson spoke generally about people who choose not to be vaccinated. They say, here is some background. Australia has utilized uh, supervised mandatory quarantines to keep COVID cases low. People at the quarantine site are required to test for the virus three times during their stay. They are given three meals a day, as well as drinking water, tea and coffee, free television and air conditioning, according to the Northern Territory's information page. After 14 days on site, they were allowed to return home. How is that not an internment camp? They say, located at a former mining camp in Howard Springs in the Northern Territory, it's one of several such sites across Australia for Australia's for Australians returning home from abroad. We now know that's not true. We know that individuals who are suspected of being in contact with someone with COVID or of having COVID are taken from their homes and brought to these camps. These fact checkers, this is from December 24th, 2021. This is a fact check from PolitiFact from only a couple weeks ago that is wrong. Absolutely wrong. Australian police arrest quarantine escapees December 1st. The media is lying about this. Why? Well, something really bad is happening. Something really, really bad is happening across the, around the world. It's happening here in the U.S. Cook County. I'm from Cook County. It's Chicago in the suburbs. It's terrifying. I grew up in Cook County until I was about just about to turn 18. And then I moved to DuPage County. I was there for about a month. Then I moved back to Cook County. My my family had, you know, split up and my mom moved to the suburbs and I was 17. I just, I, you know, was there for a couple of months. Then I turned 18, moved back to the city to be around my friends. So DuPage, no mandates. Cook County, which encompasses a majority of the, of the like a, a large portion of the Chicagoland area under a vax mandate. It is getting worse. You can't go out to eat. Now, there are some exemptions, some that don't make sense. But this is important. When, when the media is lying, you see it. Take a look at this. This is fascinating. March 5th, 2020, Reuters. False claim. Australia's coronavirus pandemic plan will force vaccinate every man, woman, and child. Send those who oppose the measure to concentration camps. March 5th, 2020. Where are we at now? 
Australia is force vaccinating every man, woman and child. They aren't holding people down and injecting them. They're just saying you can't leave your home unless you get the vaccine. That's forcing people to do it, barring them from leaving their home except for extreme circumstances and then holding up the the, the vaccine and saying, or you can go outside if you get this. Yeah, that's called coercion. That's that's called duress. And yes, you would be forcing someone. Think about assault on uh, uh, assault, right? If a man has a woman at his house and he says, you can't leave unless you give me what I'm asking for. Yeah, that's um, a very serious criminal offense. You know what I mean? How is this any different? Inject this into your body. Otherwise, you can't go outside. You can't go to bars. You can't live your life. They are forcing it. Now, as for putting those who oppose the measure into concentration camps, we're not there yet. I was told by the likes of Quillette that it was a conspiracy theory, that it wasn't really happening, that it wasn't going to happen. I was told that it was only for travelers coming from abroad. Then we saw the news. People were taken from their homes. People were taken from Australian citizens were placed in these camps. How much longer until they do start taking people who oppose the measures and locking them up? The way I see it, what will likely happen is that there will be protests. People will reject the mandates, and they're already starting to around the world. And then what we'll get from the media is, we are not going to be detaining protesters in these camps. That would be wrong. However, the people who are protesting unfortunately triggered a super spreader event. And now that we suspect them of having COVID, they'll need to quarantine. That's the system that they are building. Now, maybe they don't do it. But why should we even entertain the possibility when they are coercing people into a medical procedure that the media said was false? Here's the best part. This fact check is not a false claim. It's an opinion. Isn't that funny? Reuters fact checked an opinion with no byline. NewsGuard. This is NewsGuard. You see NewsGuard? The website mostly adheres to basic standards of credibility and transparency. One of their requirements to be certified is providing the names of creators along with contact or biographical information. Reuters doesn't do that. Reuters staff fact-checked an opinion. The opinion was the path that Australia is going down will lead to forced vaccination and the internment of individuals. Will. It's an opinion. How could you claim an opinion is false? But here we are. They did. I love this one. From PolitiFact, Australia to implement quarantine camps for the unvaxxed, the Charlie Kirk show, October 22nd. Now, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't believe, I, I, I believe that's a false statement. We have nothing right now to state that Australia was intending to build quarantine camps for unvaccinated people. But once again, this looks like an opinion statement. Charlie Kirk saying that Australia is building quarantine camps and it's his opinion they will be for the unvaxxed. Granted, this is also potentially a fact statement in that if you were to say Australia to implement quarantine camps for the unvaxxed and it was just that, then it sounds like you're making a fact statement. However, I think it's fine to say, you know, they, they could put PolitiFact opinion. People are misinterpreting this as a, as a statement of fact as opposed to his opinion on what will happen. Here's what they say. Queensland, Australia is building a quarantine f- facility for travelers, whether vaccinated or unvaccinated. 
It plans to use the facility for fully vaccinated international students upon their arrival in the country and, for, and potentially for unvaccinated travelers. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait, wait, hold on. So what Charlie Kirk said was true. It is for unvaccinated people in the context of being travelers. Well, now that we know that we are beyond the scope, Monique, who wrote the article, now that we know that we're beyond the scope of your original assessment, shouldn't PolitiFact take this article down? It's incorrect. They say in the future, the Australian government might impose different quarantine requirements on unvaccinated and unvaccinated travelers, but unvaccinated people living in the country would not be put in camps. Oh, that's strange. I mean, for the reason of being unvaccinated? Well, what happens when one of these unvaccinated people who's told they can't leave their home leaves their home? Aren't they going to, wouldn't they arrest them? Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just find them and then bring them back. But what if then they're unvaccinated and they say it's a potential COVID case? Yeah, it's an opinion statement. It's only a matter of time before they do say, if you're unvaccinated and you leave your house, you go to the quarantine facility. This fact check has aged very, very poorly. But this is where we are. It's gotten so bad in Australia. Quote, do not defecate in the gardens. Toilet troubles in strain testing queues. The people of Australia, and soon to be of Europe and the US too, if people don't speak up, have gotten to the brink where they're taking dumps in public. You're nuts. I'm sorry. You're insane. If you would do this, you've lost the plot. Yeah, sorry. But this is where we are. And now it's affecting other countries. Disclose.tv says French Parliament approves Macron's vaccine pass to exclude unvaccinated citizens from basic aspects of life. The bill will now proceed, proceed to the Senate and will likely pass, in my opinion. Antonello Guerrera, Italy's government approves by decree compulsory COVID vaccination for residents over 50. Vaccine passport will be necessary also to enter shops, banks, and hairdressers and barbers. It is starting in Europe. It is starting in Australia. It is coming here. I said the lockdowns would be coming. And people said, no, you're crazy. The Democrats won't do it. It's not going to happen. Luke Rydkowski, you know him from the Tim Castile podcast and from his channel, We Are Change. He said he thinks Omicron will be the end. The Democrats are going to back away from this. And I said, I don't see it happening. And now it's getting worse in the U.S. It is not pessimism, my friends. It's realism. I'm not trying to tell you that the end is nigh or anything like that. I'm just saying this is happening. Take a look at this from NBC Chicago, where you now need to show proof of COVID vaccination in Chicago, Cook County. Cook County is massive. It's absolutely massive. Let me show you this. This is Illinois vaccination details. You got the full, all of, of Illinois here. I'm going to zoom in on Chicago. I'm going to show you Chicago. All right, let's see if we can get it right here. 63% of Chicago is fully vaccinated. That means over a third of Chicago residents under the Chicago vaccine mandate cannot participate in public accommodation. Cook County is much larger and swallows up a ton of uh, surrounding uh, suburbs. Elgin, Evanston. These are, these are, these are uh, we've got Chicago Heights, Tinley Park. It's massive. It's 5.5 million people under a vaccine mandate. In Cook County, 67% of the population are fully vaccinated, which means around a third of people in Illinois will not be able to, to engage in public accommodation. Now, there's interesting exemptions. Take a look at this. In Chicago, they say a non-resident performing artist 
who does not regularly perform or render services in a covered location or a non-resident individual accompanying a performing artist while the performing artist or individual is in a covered location for the purposes of such artist's performance. This is interesting. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can come from Florida. Unvaxxed, unmasked, go to Cook County or Chicago, go into an establishment, be like, I have an exemption. As a performer, I do not need to be vaccinated while I'm here for my performance. So you'll eat food, you'll hang out, you'll have drinks, all of which are part of the process. I used to work, I've worked at several venues, a handful. When uh, you have a show at night, here's how it worked for one of the venues I worked at. We'd have a 7 p.m. show, doors at 7 or something, show goes till like 11. They open the doors for crew and, 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 and everybody around 1. This means you could end up with two dozen, three dozen, depending on how big the show is, unvaccinated individuals who are under no mandate, walking around, doing whatever they want. That's weird. If the goal is to stop the spread, wouldn't you want a vaccine mandate on those who are traveling around in large groups performing in a variety of areas? Why would they be exempt? And then you're there for several hours. You eat, you drink, you you greet fans. Performers will allow people up on the stage sometimes. They can shake hands. They put their arms around people and take pictures. Why? New York did the same thing. When they say... Rich people are not exempt. That's not true. Now, not every person performing is a rich person. Sure. They go on to say that individuals who previously received a medical or religious exemption provided such patrons show the establishment proof of medical or religious exemption and a COVID-19 test administered by a medical professional within the last 72 hours prior to entering. So theoretically, you could have proof of a religious or medical exemption and then get a negative test. You'd have to do it every three days if you live in Chicago. If you're rich... It's not difficult. I know some people who have their own private medical uh, practitioners. I'm not, I'm not kidding. There are people I know who are wealthy, and they've hired practitioners directly for them. They show up. They have all of the—they can write prescriptions, and they work for—isn't that crazy? You can do this if you're wealthy. You don't got to worry about any of this stuff. You can get tested very, very easily by your own staff member and then walk around and be like, here's my doctor. They're, they're, they're my proof of medical exemption if you're rich. And it's not, even, it's not even that expensive. I'm not talking about billionaire. A millionaire could do this. Somebody who makes, I'll, I'll put it this way. Let's say somebody works for a, a company and they make half a million bucks a year. They could be like, I'm going to hire a practitioner at 80 to 100K. Yeah, it's a big chunk of my after-tax income or whatever, but now you're exempt from all of this? That's how insane things are, are how in th- insane things are becoming. Any individual who enters for the purposes of voting, you're okay. Cook County. I just, I got to tell you, man, how massive this is. So let's talk about where I think we're going. Politico reports or writes, we are in a new civil war. About what exactly? Grievous conflicts have been about big things, war, slavery, depression, but this time we just don't like each other. It is a cult. 
and a not cult. That's it. It's fascinating how much the ardent Trump supporters do not like me. They call me all the names in the book. And then you have the more moderate individuals who probably would vote for Trump, might not. And they do like me. Not everybody likes me. That's the point. Not everybody was moderate. Not everybody was a Trump supporter. The point is, you know, my show is any is far from conservative. Conservatives know this. It's far from right wing. Uh, people like uh, uh, Vosh, for instance, he still calls me a conservative because I don't think he has the political understanding, although he, you know, purports to, to know what a conservative actually is and why I'm not one. No, if anything, I'm more libertarian and rather left leaning libertarian. And I prove this every day with how I run my business. It's true. The deals that I work out with individuals who produce content, it's always, I'll tell you this, the people who work for me, it's always very simple. There, we have to cover our costs. We have to make a profit for the company, but the overwhelming majority of all revenue generated from the work you do goes to the people who made it. Because, I don't know, I'm kind of a commie, right? How about that? Not really, I'm joking. But we're in a civil war because you have people in a cult who believe lies and don't care to know the truth because they hate. And the other side, that isn't about hating each other. When they say we just don't like each other, what they really should say is that the Democrat establishment cult, the never Trumper cult, hates the other. The other is a disparate faction of various groups that agree and disagree on many things. But we are entering a new civil war. It is getting bad. Here's the best example. In a famous tweet, Rosemary says, Glenn Youngkin, the governor-elect of Virginia, hundreds are stranded on I-95 in Virginia for hours. Does Youngkin care? Of course not. Proof Virginia voted for the wrong person for governor. David Can responds, Youngkin ain't governor yet. Still the other guy. And Rosemary says, thank goodness. Governor Northam has put together teams to clear the highway and take stranded driver food and drinks. He cares. It's the perfect example of why you will not be getting out of this. This Rosemary woman was yelling at Glenn Youngkin because people were stranded on a highway finds out he's not the governor, and then praises the current governor. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. But it doesn't matter. Charlie Baker, he is the uh, governor of Massachusetts, put out a statement saying that a man who died in April died on January 6th, and people agreed with him. Many people pointed out Evans was killed in April when a a Farrakhan uh, uh, supporter rammed him with a car. Yet he put out a statement saying that he lost his life and people blindly agree with it. I don't see how we get out of this. We are watching every day draconian measures. I have moved to West Virginia of all places, Chicago liberal Tim Pool, because what matters to me more than conservative or liberal is authoritarian or libertarian. And so we're we're building and we're, we're, we're trying to become self-sustainable. We're getting solar power set up. It's very expensive, but we want to be off the grid. We want to be able to sustain ourselves, to heat our homes, to power our devices, to run our show without having to worry about, I don't know, larger infrastructure and being connected to a system which is becoming more and more draconian. And this eventually means we have to grow our own food. We are setting up little a little greenhouse. It's nothing really big. They're not that expensive. And it's not going to sustain us in terms of food. But I do believe it's only a matter of time before the U.S. locks down hardcore. I, I, I genuinely believe that without some serious um, political intervention, we will have full-scale social credit scores. The U.S. will become China Jr. when we lose. They are becoming the dominant power. The U.S. is, is, is crumbling. 
And that's where we're headed. You'll have an app like the Excelsior Pass. You'll have to scan it everywhere you go. You'll have to get your regular uh, uh, mandatory inoculations from private corporations. And freedom will be a thing of the past. You'll be told what you can and can't do. You'll be living in the metaverse to escape the harsh realities of the outside world. But Mark Zuckerberg can ban you if you say something naughty. If anyone try oppose this system. This is why I think we're headed towards civil war. And I don't think there's any way around it. Now, to be fair to Charlie Baker, he revised his statement after realizing he was completely wrong. But the reason I brought this up was not because of his statement. It was because of the response. People blindly believing fake news. Why? Because they hate. It's a chaotic, destructive force. And it's taking the reins of power. And that means they will punish you for the sake of punishing you. In the story about uh, what's going on with the, uh, I have it right, right here, actually, Northern Territories, the look on this man's face, the way Minister Gunner speaks, it's insane. I will now go through each of these decisions. First, the lockout. The fully vaccinated can continue as they were. For people who are not vaccinated, lockdown rules will apply to everyone 16 and above. If you are not fully vaxxed, stay home. You are at greater risk of catching COVID, becoming ill, and needing hospital care. This guy's insane. He's psychopathic. He's sociopathic. He's psychotic. These are the people taking over. Now, Australia, they've got it bad. In the U.S., things may be different. Because in red states, people are saying no, people are pushing back. But we will see. We'll see how things play out. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Today, as I'm told, is Insurrection Day. At least that's what the mainstream media has been saying, and it's what many conservatives have been saying. Conservatives, people on the right, are arguing against the narrative of insurrection. People on the left are just saying it was an insurrection. The problem here is that always... People on the right react to the mainstream narrative instead of setting their own narrative. Sometimes people on the right will set the narrative, but typically they do not. This means that you are always fighting an uphill battle. That's why I've been tweeting something else. I have been tweeting this. Never forget, January 6th, also known as Freedom Day, will forever be the day we remember the 100-day siege on the U.S., from the White House to federal courthouses to small town America, dozens lost their lives to the Democrat-supported carnage. Now, admittedly, the idea of a Freedom Day didn't come from me. It came from our producer on Timcast IRL, Lydia. You may follow her on, uh, uh, on Twitter. She said she was going to call it Freedom Day. And I said, it's a good idea. It's a good idea because it's time the right stop just playing in to establishment narratives. Ted Cruz recently came out and said January 6th was a terrorist attack because I guess he doesn't want to win an election ever again, considering that Texas is dangerously close. It's a purple state for the most part. Well, when he's up for re-election, who knows? It could be, uh, I don't know when he's up for re-election, but assuming things don't change and he stays on this path of towing the establishment narrative instead of what Americans actually care about, yeah, he's, he's probably done. Many people think that Ted Cruz came out and said January 6th was a terror attack because he wants to run for president. But I assure you this, anyone who would say that will never get my vote or my support. And 
I will actively encourage every single one of you not to vote for Ted Cruz over this. Surely he must he must have known this. Now, look, Ted Cruz has done some good things, but for the most part, I think the guy has shown himself to be, well, fairly weak, fairly weak. You know, when he went on that vacation during the storm, first of all, why would he go on vacation during, you know, major power outages and freezes happening in Texas or whatever? But even if he even when he did, he should have just owned it. See, that's the thing about Trump. Trump would own it and people liked it. Ted Cruz couldn't do that. He, Ted, he He's just trying to be some, I don't know, he's trying to pander to an American, a faction in this country, in America, that doesn't want to associate with him, that hates his guts. And therein lies the big problem. Both sides completely hate each other. Both sides, and I, I, know, I know it's not absolute, right? There's disparate factions among the left and the right. Certainly, I'm not a traditional conservative, but they would associate me with the right-wing tribe in this country. And I think that's fair, absolutely. I'm not... Uh, I'm not in the leftist progressive tribe or the, or the socialist uh, Democrats or the Democratic Socialists. There is a distinction there. And uh, certainly not a fan of the Democrats, though I was in 2019. And there, it's, it's only because of my belief in individual uh, liberties that I find myself more likely to be aligned with many conservatives, even though I don't agree with them on policy, disparate factions. But I will say, today of all days is a day for the right to just stop engaging with establishment narratives. I know it's somewhat paradoxical, right? Here I am talking about the insurrection, as they call it, and telling you not to talk about it. I suppose the challenge is you've got to plant the seed somewhere. If I just made a video where it was like today is Freedom Day, people would be like, I don't understand what that is because they're following the establishment narrative. You can always count on establishment Republicans to toe the line, however. The Daily Beast, I love using the source, says Tucker scolds Ted Cruz for calling January 6th a terrorist attack. What the hell is going on? You're making us think maybe the Republican Party is as worthless as we suspected it was. That can't be true, Carlson concluded. Reassure us, please, Ted Cruz. The Republican Party, man. Let me tell you guys something. If you missed it, last night on TimCast IRL, we had Marjorie Taylor Greene on the show, and she was fantastic. She was absolutely great. There were a few instances where I felt like we weren't getting strong enough answers, but that that's normal, you know? So, so I, I want, I have this vision of a politician who's going to be able to answer every question and have an, an idea for everything. And that just doesn't exist. One of the reasons I really liked Andrew Yang in 2019 is that he did have an answer for so much. And he had an answer for like unionization among MMA fighters. That's incredible. And so I want to be able to say, this is an issue affecting us. What have you proposed? And there were some instances where I felt like the, the answers weren't too strong. But what the most important thing to me about Marjorie Taylor Greene was she was an outsider. She is an outsider and she is challenging the machine. When she got in Congress, she told us how they don't even vote. Do you know this? This is crazy to me. They don't even vote. No, no, no. Hear me out. What she said is there will be like five Republicans and five Democrats and they'll be like, we have a bill all in favor and they'll go, yay, nay. And then some guy bangs a gavel and says it passes or it doesn't. That is not how the system was supposed to work. That is not how things are supposed to be run. And so what she said is that she went down and said, I want a roll call vote. They have to call every single member of Congress in to actually vote. And boy, were they pissed. That's what I love about Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is, she is making these people do their jobs. Ted Cruz, on the other hand, what is this? Fox News host 
Tucker Carlson lambasted Ted Cruz on Wednesday for the unforgivable sin of calling the Capitol insurrection a violent terrorist attack. Ooh. Accusing the ultra-conservative lawmaker of repeating the talking points that Merrick Garland has written. Cruz, one of eight GOP senators who objected to the certification of President Joe Biden's election on January 6th, drew the wrath of the MAGA faithful on Wednesday when he described the storming of the U.S. Capitol in stark terms. Quote, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, Cruz said in a Senate Rules Committee hearing. And it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, risk their lives for the Capitol. Those comments did not sit well with Carlson, who has led the charge in downplaying the January 6 riots while suggesting the Capitol attack is a false flag orchestrated by federal agents in an effort to purge conservative Americans. Well, I don't know about all that. What I can say is the establishment has absolutely used this to their advantage. When it comes to the Republican Party, when it comes to politics, Bernie Sanders led an insurrection within the Democratic Party on the left, and Donald Trump led an insurrection among the Republican Party on the right. Bernie Sanders failed to get in. Donald Trump kicked that door in, and he took his position as the leader of the party. Republican politicians knew they could do nothing. The will of the party be spoken. Regular people who were signing up for the Republican Party who were coming in did not like their brand of establishment neocon garbage. They liked Donald Trump. The same was true for populist Democrats and Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders lacked the strength, composure, and... Well, let's just admit it, the force of will to actually take this position and become more prominent in the party. Instead, he bent the knee to the establishment. People like Ted Cruz, they never liked Donald Trump. They don't want Donald Trump here. They don't want his voters here. And now they want to do everything in their power to get rid of Donald Trump. But I'm sorry, there is a new wave of independent, moderate uh, American uh, nationalists who have signed up for the Republican Party and are outright saying no to the establishment. I want to show you something. And we'll, and we'll talk about Trump's got a statement out, of course. Um, he just put out just before January 6th. Take a look at this from the Daily Beast. Trump's favorite part of January 6th is laughing at the trauma. The former president's callousness toward his real and perceived enemies is standard fare for Trump, who frequently revels in their pain and misfortune in public and in private. No, oh, okay. My friends, it's time you, you all realized the worldview is so far removed, is so separate between the left and the right, whatever you want to call these factions, that I don't see any way to bring anything together. Trauma from a riot? No, the Capitol right was bad. It was particularly bad. I mean, you had people actually shut down the Electoral College joint session of the vote count, the joint session of Congress. That's a bad thing. But we had, what, 100 days of siege on the U.S., the George Floyd riots. We've had people storm the Capitol over Brett Kavanaugh. We had possibly the worst attack on the White House since 1812 when leftists set one of the guard buildings aflame and they tried torching the church. They set the church across the street on fire. What happened during the, the left's version of the insurrection? A Trump supporter was killed. That's it. That, that's, that's what happened. So it was bad. But the crazy thing to me is that today, conservatives just once again toe the line of the establishment narrative. Brian Stelter tweeted out how all of the mainstream news networks are covering the insurrection and Fox News isn't. Okay, I thought about that. 
And I'm like, is it is it bad? Should Fox News be talking about this day, whether critically or otherwise? No, they shouldn't. In a free country with a free with a free market economy, you would not expect all of the news outlets to be saying the exact same things. That doesn't make sense, does it? Brian Stelter is a cult leader. What what he is pushing is the cult propaganda line. Think about this for two seconds. If all of your media companies are talking about the exact same thing in the exact same way, you are in a cult. Or call it a state religion, call it whatever you want. I think in a free market, you'd have a news network like Fox say, hey guys, every single network is covering this story, should we? And someone would go, why? We're trying to offer up something of value to the American people. If they can get this from seven different outlets, well, then let's try and give, you know, an alternative. It would be like if you walk down a street and every building was a Starbucks. That would be insane, wouldn't it? No, you'd expect it to be like a pizza shop, a, a burger joint, a Starbucks. And maybe, maybe there could be two different pizza shops. Maybe there are two different, uh, you know, cafes, a Starbucks corporate chain, and the local coffee mom and pop shop. Maybe in the news, you'll get a handful of outlets saying insurrection and a handful of outlets saying something else. Instead, what we have is the media walking in lockstep, the same narrative, the same lines, and Fox News are the only ones effectively dissenting. And Brian Stelter and CNN will tell you or insinuate that's a bad thing. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I'll tell you. If half this country does not agree, if half this country feels that Donald Trump is better, we are better off with a Trump presidency. Take a look at this. Real clear politics. General election. Trump versus Biden. These are polls from just last month. If a general election were held today, Donald Trump would win not Joe Biden. That means, think about what Brian Stelter is saying. All of these networks are saying insurrection, insurrection, military coup, all of them. But in aggregate, 46% of this country supports Trump to Biden's 41. That means despite the mainstream media narrative and everything they're saying about this and every smear they put out against Trump, against populist conservatives, against Marjorie Taylor Greene, the American people support them more. That to me is incredible. And it shows exactly why we need to be focused on what's really going on. Freedom Day, my friends. Freedom Day. Never forget January 6th, also known as Freedom Day, will forever be the day we remember the 100-day siege on the U.S. from the White House to the federal courthouses to small-town America. Dozens lost their lives to the Democrat-supported carnage. Kamala Harris, she actually raised money for, uh, for the rioters. Joe Biden's staff actually donated to these rioters. Some very serious and hardened criminals. People died. David Dorn was shot and killed over a TV. Now, if you look at, there's, there's various, there's two different, um, well, there's different reporting on this. Initially, they said it was like 32 people that died. Now, I think they say around 24, 26. But then there's and, and I think they changed it because initially people were saying 
These are how many people died in the riots. And then they were like, well, some of those deaths weren't overtly rioting. So they said that's, that's unrelated. So we have dozens of people dead directly as a result of the riots, maybe even in, in the mid 30s. And don't we don't, don't these people deserve their their uh, their day? Shouldn't we be talking about all of those people? Several people, several people died on January 6th. That's true. An officer lost his life the next day for unrelated reasons. At least that's what was reported. I think the New York Times even reported that. Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by a cop. By a, I believe it was Capitol Police. You had commandos with the authority to shoot to kill. Now we're learning that. Several people, uh, some people fell and died. Some people had heart attacks. It was Trump supporters who died. In this thread from Yossi Gestetner, he says, video of the insurrection at the White House last summer, likely the worst attack since 1812 and appears to be more mayhem than January 6th. I am not aware of a hunt by the feds for those who stood there as done to the hundreds on January 6th. We have this other tweet from Yossi. He says, January 6th was the worst attack on the Capitol since 1812. Odd, because in 1954, five congressmen were wounded on the floor when four terrorists opened fire from the visitor area area. President Carter later commuted and reduced the sentences. March 1st, 1971. A bomb apparently planted by a group or person protesting against the Vietnam War exploded earlier this morning in the Senate wing of the Capitol, causing extensive damage but no injuries. November 7th, 1983. At 10.58 p.m., a thunderous explosion tore through the second floor of the Capitol's north wing. The force of the device blew off the door uh, to the office of the Democratic leader, Robert C. Byrd. How many bombs went off in the Capitol on January 6th? And for that matter, the individual who did plant pipe bombs, how come the FBI hasn't found them yet? Maybe they're trying. Maybe they can't. I don't know. Another tweet. Shortly before midnight on Friday, July 2nd, 1915, police responded to the U.S. Capitol where an explosion had just rocked the Senate wing. Haven't seen anything close to this damage from January 6th. October 2018, hundreds stormed the U.S. Senate building during the sacred work of confirming a Supreme Court justice for a position that holds longer than a presidential term. 302 were arrested by Capitol Hill police, none by the feds. Summer 2020, POTUS and family are rushed to the White House bunker as insurrectionists scaled fencing, trying to overthrow the government. 60 Secret Service agents were wounded. 11 needed hospital for defending the White House in the, in the worst attack since uh, 1812. July 24th, 1998, two Capitol police officers uh, uh, died in line of duty. An armed assailant stormed past a U.S. Capitol security checkpoint. He made it deep into the building where he was shot. And then, of course, he posts the tweet I just showed of people staging an insurrection in front of the White House. They torched a guard uh, building, small building. They set fire to the church. That was an insurrection, right? Not a single person from January 6th has been charged with insurrection. Not, it's, it's all trespassing charges. There's assault on officer charge. And they're, they're, for the most part, it's, it's trespassing. Seriously. But I didn't realize that you could trespass in publicly owned uh, spaces. You know that you can go to the, the Senate and congressional buildings and walk around whenever you want. That, that was my understanding, at least. They knew there was a potential for violence and the violence was wrong. And the people who went there were wrong. And many of them are admitting to this and they should be, they should be prosecuted. But a good portion of these people who were in that building, the doors were opened for them. It's not an exaggeration. The doors were open for them. The violence was a small portion of what was happening on that day. And it was bad. You know, our, our, a good friend of the show, Richie McGinnis, was there and he said it was bad. He was, you know, he was like being crushed between people uh, rioting and, and these police officers. But in other parts of the building, the police opened the door and said, come on in. 
took pictures and took selfies with people. And they would tell you it was an insurrection. So here's the important here's the important part I'm trying to I'm trying to get to with all this. We, the 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 people who believe in this country, and I'm not talking about just conservatives. I am not a staunch nationalist. I believe international cooperation and international agreements are a good thing. I believe a one world system of governance is inevitable. However, the way it's happening now is what's nightmarish. And I've heard something similar from many people on the right, that, that it may be we are headed towards a one world government, but America needs to retain its, the rights over its borders and, it, and, and itself. Meaning, sure, we have a UN Sure, we have a world court. Sure, we have Interpol and all of these things. But the United States is sovereign, sets its own rules and its own laws. What happens outside these borders? Sure, we'll come to international agreements. Everyone agrees with that. But what we're seeing from the establishment is this authoritarian globalist push. So for me, I'm not a staunch conservative. I'm not a staunch nationalist. I'm not a ardent Trump defender where I think everything he does is great. No, I think Trump does a lot of bad things. I'm just someone who thinks in this country, we vote for our, our, our politicians. We have referendums to vote on certain laws. We are entitled to our individual and inalienable rights. And if we want to have a discussion outside of that, sure. But in the U.S., that is what must be protected. And we're not getting it. We're, we're getting a, a manipulative, authoritarian, globalist uh, regime, I guess it is. Establishment elites, powerful politicians, revolving door policies, you have uh, massive multinational corporations subverting the will of the people and our rights. And this divide and conquer that seems to be working. We need to make sure that th those of us who believe in American sovereignty, be it, be it uh, you know, whether you're a, a hardcore nationalist or isolationist, and I have friends who are isolationists, or you're not. We need to make sure we set our own narratives. We need to make sure that we are not playing into the hands of the New York Times and CNN and just saying what they want to say, because even when you argue against them, they control the narrative. Why don't we call the George Floyd riots the insurrection? Why not? And, the, and, and look at Wikipedia. They don't even call it the George Floyd riots. They call it George Floyd protests. Isn't that insane? There were riots. Shouldn't we have an article about the riots specifically? They changed the name. They call it the protests now. And you have Michelle Obama and all the other people saying that uh, it was it was a mostly peaceful. And then they criticize you when you mention that January 6th was not an insurrection. This is where we are. You need to understand the power of narrative. When we have people on the show, you know, on, on Timcast IRL, there are a lot of people say, why are you platforming left wing ideas? And I'm like, you don't get it. It's, it's, it's if, if you if you can show the proof, if you can argue better then it doesn't matter their ideas are being heard. What matters is that people are hearing something new. A tweet of mine criticizing vaccine mandates made it to the top of all on Reddit for, for every post on the website, number one. And it was murdered by words, they call it. Apparently, Hassan, the, the leftist uh, streamer, was criticizing me when I said, I, I had said that the, uh, the Holocaust Museum requiring an, uh, a, a vaccine mandate to get in is the best way to explain to people the definition of irony, situational irony. You know, papers, please. And and Hassan said, you think the most important part of the Holocaust was this, blah, 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 which I never said. So a lot of people were like, you shouldn't be happy about that, Tim. You know, they're making you look bad. And I was like, no, look at the comments. Sure, the top comments on Reddit are usually leftist. But if you sort of by new, watching comments come in in real time, people were saying, I don't understand. That is ironic. I don't understand this. Who's this Tim Pool guy? He's right. He didn't say it was the worst thing about the Holocaust. He didn't say it was the most important. He was just pointing out irony. 
You see, even when they think they're criticizing you, they're still putting your position out there. Now, the same thing is true for people who come on my show. I know I get it, but I think my ideas are better. I think I can argue against a lot of what they say. And if that's the case, I'm not worried about anyone hearing what, what a leftist on my show has to say. The same is true for my post being on Reddit. I don't care what Hassan said. It looked ridiculous. I disagree with him. He wasn't addressing my point. My point was a joke about irony. So I'm glad people see it. You guys need to stop letting the establishment control the narrative. However you do it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Whoopi Goldberg is stunned by testing positive for COVID, saying, I've done everything I was supposed to do. It's a line we hear all too often. It's a line that I saw another blue check Twitter user say a few weeks ago. This idea that if you just do as you're told, things will work out perfectly. And that's just not true. For those that have been following the news on vaccines since the beginning, you knew vaccines would not prevent you from getting COVID. Now, initially, the the actual data, the actual reporting said there was an efficacy rate, right? It was like 91% effective at preventing COVID, but that meant there would still be many breakthrough cases. But for people like Whoopi Goldberg, they were following Fauci. They were following Joe Biden. And those are the individuals that said incorrectly that the virus would stop with you once you got vaccinated. That was never true. In fact, YouTube has a rule that if you claim it's true, they will ban you for it as medical misinformation. Now, I got to throw it out to YouTube because I got I to gotta say this. I don't know what your rules are. I really don't. Is Omicron the same as Delta, the same as Lambda, the same as Alpha? No, they're completely different. Okay, then what can, can we not say? And therein lies the problem. Are they going to say that coronavirus is just a general term for all coronaviruses? Or when they say you can't you, you can't say certain things. Are they referring specifically to the alpha strain? Let's be real. And let's not uh, play any games. First, I'll just say at any point, YouTube might just suspend my channel or give me a strike or whatever, because there's no way to know what the actual rules are. Right now, they say that they will ban you for promoting vaccine hesitancy, which is one of the reasons Marjorie Taylor Greene was banned from Twitter, why Dr. Malone was banned from Twitter, why YouTube took down two episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast, albeit Joe didn't upload these episodes, it was uploaded by other people, but it was uh, Peter McCullough and Robert Malone. They were taken down for vaccine hesitancy. All right, here's the problem. For First and foremost, I love vaccines. I have a bunch of them. I, I say this very often. Second, not a doctor. It's really hard for me to make an argument on on the science, on the science and the data and the studies. One of the things that really frustrates me about people constantly trying to debate the science of the vaccines is that I, I, I'm like, I don't know how you can say that or how I can say that. We can talk about policy and freedom. We can talk about our opinions on the economy. And I certainly think the policy as it pertains to all this medical stuff. But it's really difficult when someone's like, I think X is true. And I'm like, I can pull up a study saying the opposite. So it, it, it's, it's difficult, but I, I, I want to be completely honest. There is absolutely an element that YouTube will ban you if you give your opinion on this issue. And that to me is insane. It's insane because right now, celebrity after celebrity after politician after politician is getting COVID. In New York City, we're seeing record breaking numbers of COVID cases. Across the US, we had 1 million cases in a single day. So I would just simply ask you, are we then to say, that this is Omicron? Is this, is this Omicron? I don't know. I don't. I've heard it's Delta. 
I've heard Omicron is now starting to take over. It may be Omicron because apparently the transmission is substantially worse than other uh, variants like Delta. And if that's the case, does the vaccine not work to prevent Omicron? And this is why I ask, is Omicron the same as Delta? When 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 uh, YouTube says you can't you know claim vaccines don't work or anything like that, my question then is, does that count towards Omicron, which is a new and different variant? And if we are seeing record cases across the U.S., is it fair to say the vaccines don't work? Now, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm not here to argue the science. And I'll tell you this. They're better. They're, they're experts better than I and much smarter than I who can probably give you better uh, a better assessment of what any of, that mean, any of that means. My issue here is why is Whoopi Goldberg surprised by this? The news has been telling us that everyone's getting Omicron. And if that's the case, is the vaccine then not stopping Omicron? I think that's that, that's a fair question, right? I don't know how to answer it. I really, really don't. Because it could just be that, and, I, and I'll tell you this, it could be that over time, the vaccine's effectiveness wanes. We've heard that. That's why they say you need a booster. We've also heard that it could be that coronavirus has mutated to the point where the original vaccine is just slightly different and not providing enough protection. I don't know. I really don't know what's the cause of this. I can just tell you this. New York is majority vaccinated with a vaccine mandate, and New York is experiencing a surge in cases. And then I'll throw it to you to figure out what that means and implore you to seek sound medical advice from someone who can answer these questions. If you call a doctor and they they can't tell you, ask them some basic questions about the vaccine, about the spread, about transmissibility. If they can't answer any questions, find a better doctor. Let's read about Whoopi Goldberg. Fox News reports Whoopi is stunned. Now, I, I've been a fan of Whoopi Goldberg for some time. Now, no, I'll tell you why. She's Guinan on Star Trek. And I thought she did a, a wonderful job. And uh, as for the view, not so much. I, I can separate the art from the artist. I can say I'm a big fan of Star Trek and what she brought to that show as the character Guinan. And it saddens me to see that she's not thinking critically. Fox says, The View co-host Whoopi Goldberg described being shocked Wednesday when she learned she tested positive for coronavirus during the show's break for the Christmas and New Year's holiday. During a remote appearance on the program while isolating at home, Goldberg declared that she was surprised when she received the positive test result because according to her, she had been taking every necessary precaution to avoid contracting the virus. At the start of the pandemic, we heard this. Little old ladies testing positive for COVID, but having no contact with the general public. I mean, the stories are happening and we are wondering, maybe it's coming in through the mail. Maybe it's the mailman or something like that. Could have been, could have been. They go on to say, quote, I left a couple weeks ago, just before the break, because somebody I had been around tested positive for coronavirus. So I left. So I've been gone a long time, I feel. And I was all excited. And, you know, they have to test us. And so they sent people to test me and they tested me. And it was like, oh, no, you're not coming back. We're not sending anybody to your house. You have Corona. And it was like, wait, what? She added Goldberg stated that her shot came from the fact that she was fully vaccinated and boosted. She hadn't gone anywhere other uh, other than her house or done anything. But that's the thing about Omicron. You just don't know where it is. You don't know where it is. Who's got it? Who's passing it? So I, hold on. Hold on a minute. Whoopi Goldberg didn't leave her house. She's triple vaxxed. She still got this. We need answers. That's it. That's it. We need answers. You know what? You know what? I'll tell you this. If you're concerned about having a bad doctor, ask them this. And if they can't give you a satisfactory answer, find a better doctor. It's one of those things where you think, I've done everything I was supposed to do. Yeah, it doesn't stop Omicron. And that's the problem with a variant because it gets stronger and does different stuff to you. 
So, you know, unless everybody gets vaccinated, this is what we're going to be facing for the next, you know, little while. Uh, wait, wait, hold, hold on. Wait, what did Whoopi Goldberg say? She says it doesn't stop Omicron. What is it? What is she referring to there? You think I've done everything I was supposed to. It doesn't stop Omicron. And then she says everybody gets vaccinated unless everybody gets vaccinated. I, I don't I don't I don't understand. Listen, I, I got to tell you, man, I don't know YouTube's rules. I don't know what does or doesn't uh, is or isn't allowed. I'm sorry. This doesn't make sense. I don't understand how you can have Whoopi Goldberg telling people on TV that the, the, that everything she was supposed to do, getting fully vaccinated and boosted, didn't stop Omicron, but that you should go out and get vaccinated. I don't understand how she can be saying that she did everything and it didn't work and everyone should do the same thing. I don't understand that. I really don't. So um, I think it's a great question for a doctor. I think it's a I think it's a wonderful question for a doctor in that regard. You see, I'm trying to be very, very careful because we need answers to these. They say the liberal daytime gab fest returned to a remote broadcasting format this week amid the massive increase in daily coronavirus cases among the U.S. According to the CDC, the Omicron variant of the virus, which Goldberg indicated she had contracted, now accounts for more than 95 percent of all new cases diagnosed across the country. In the Dr. Malone podcast with Joe Rogan, he mentioned something like, the, the, that Omicron may have changed, uh, that COVID may have mutated to the point where the original vaccine is not providing enough protection to the new variant strain. Is that true? I don't know. YouTube deleted the episode. They don't want you to hear it. What do you think happens when a regular person sees Whoopi Goldberg say she's triple vaxxed, got sick, and you should get vaccinated too? It's really simple. They ask that question. Okay, Why? Can you please explain to me? The official answer we get often from the left is that it reduces the severity of symptoms. I can respect that. Absolutely. That's what people are saying. The problem is that Joe Biden and Dr. Fauci initially said that if you were fully vaccinated, you would not be getting COVID. And now that's proving to be incorrect. YouTube put rules in place saying you can't make certain claims about medical practices. But I don't know how do you how do you effectively inform people as to how to stay safe and end and, and the pandemic if the rules don't make sense? Or perhaps the goal for YouTube is very simple. Create rules that are that are impossible not to break. There you go. Unless I just don't cover the news. Sorry. Can't do that. We've got this story. Vaccinated and boosted today anchor Hoda Kotob. How do you pronounce that? Kotob? 57 or or coat reveals she has tested positive for COVID, but insists she is feeling good as she misses a second day of the morning show. The 57-year-old, who is fully vaccinated and received a booster, was last seen on the Today Show on Tuesday morning. However, she was absent on Wednesday, sparking questions about her whereabouts. Those questions were answered this morning when her co-host, Craig Melvin, informed viewers about the mother of two's breakthrough COVID case, adding that she is doing just fine. We should mention here before we get to the news, the reason Hoda is off, like many others, she tested positive for COVID. But Hoda tells us she is doing just fine, and we look forward to having her back very, very soon. And and maybe, look, maybe it's true that um, the, the symptoms are, are are minimal. What we're seeing, what we're seeing, uh, what we're seeing with Omicron is there's substantially less hospitalizations relative to the amount of cases. We're seeing record cases. We are seeing hospitals fill up. But considering the amount of cases, you'd think they'd have filled up a lot faster. So they're saying that some people have said that Omicron is actually the natural course, in the best case scenario, because it is very transmissible, but substantially more mild. This means everyone will end up getting it. 
and then developing a natural immunity to it. And that's it. Then the worst strains of COVID won't be able to transmit because people will have built up natural immunity. And natural immunity in, in for, for many viruses is often more robust than vaccines. But it depends on the vaccine. And again, I'm not here to argue the science because I am not somebody who has all the studies pulled up. We, 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 I've had arguments with people. You know, they say things like masks don't work. The left, they're absolute mask zealots. Some people on the right, they say masks don't work. I think they're, I think it's insane. I think there is a simple middle ground. Masks stop you from spitting on people, which reduces transmissibility. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, it's fairly obvious. And then I, when I tell the people, they're like, well, I don't spit on people. It's like, no, no, like, you do spit. The aerosolized virus, which can come out in, like, just the moisture in your breath, that, my understanding, will not be stopped. It says on the box, it won't stop that. But if you actually, like, cough or spit or anything, the mask, that's what it prevents. So that, that, this is the problem I have with arguing the science is that I can pull up 70 articles about therapeutics or masks, and then you have some people just choosing to ignore or support. I'll give you another example. Luke and I had an argument uh, um, just before Timcast IRL, and we, and we mentioned it on the show. A Reuters article uh, on December 10th said that something like 85% of people who are contracting Omicron were vaccinated. And I had a few questions. What does that mean? No, for real, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that in New York City, most people are vaccinated. So if people are getting this, then most people getting it will be vaccinated and it's unrelated to the vaccine. Uh, does it mean that, you know, or as it turns out, it was only 43 people. And so it may have been an isolated cluster. And that's why I'm like, you got to be careful with this stuff. There's a lot of people that wanted to come out and say, it's the vaccinated who are getting sick. And I'm like, that was like a preliminary report on 43 people. Now, when I've pulled up a bunch of stories, the majority of people in hospitals are unvaccinated. I don't know. You can call the hospitals liars, I guess. I don't know. I, I, all I can tell you is this doesn't change my view on uh, on freedom. It doesn't change my view on the mandates. I think ultimately the best case scenario is for people to choose to live their lives as they want to. You know, I'm reminded of uh, Fukushima. And I've mentioned this before in in, in uh in relation to how we're sacrificing the future generations for the safety of the old, it is older people who are likely to get sick and die. And so we're locking everything down to protect them, but it's causing a serious detriment to our children and to the working age, and to working age individuals. In Fukushima, when the reactor you know, went up and was melting down and all that stuff, it was the elderly that said, we're going to go in because we've lived our lives. And now we're going to make this sacrifice for the younger generation. I look at what's happening now. And it's completely inverted. It's just completely inverted. I don't understand why we're willing to accept that. Why, why we can't just say, maybe we need to recognize people should have a choice in the risks they take. And so w w the point I'm trying to make here with Fukushima is... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If we had like an airborne Ebola, hemorrhagic fever or hemorrhagic fever, however you pronounce it, that's when like the fever makes you internally bleed. Crazy. If that was a symptom of COVID and it's nightmarish and the mortality rate was massive, I think most people would just choose to isolate and they would take it extremely seriously and some people wouldn't. 
But we need people who are willing to take risks for the sake of making sure we have food and shelter and heat and, and these things keep us alive. So when I look at Fukushima, I'm saying, I'm saying these older people were willing to take this serious risk. They said, I'm going to risk my life to save the next generation. I get that. What about people who would say, I'm willing to risk getting COVID to make sure the system keeps operating? Shouldn't we be allowed? Shouldn't people be allowed to take that, make that choice for themselves? This is, this is what's annoying the most about all the mandates, the lockdowns and everything, is that the approach we've taken is, I'm scared, so you must be restricted. Well, if you're scared, then just stay home. Imagine you are like, I want to explore a cave, and someone else said, but there could be a bear in there. And you are like, well, then you don't have to go in. And they were like, no, I'm scared of bears, so I don't think you should be allowed to go in that cave. And then they gave you a, a, a logical, well, look, if you go in there and disturb the bear, the bear might come out, and then I got to deal with it. And it's like, dude, leave. Go somewhere else. You can stay in your home, and if the bear comes out, you stay in your home. If I want to go explore the cave, and there might be a bear, my choice. Imagine a future where we just mandate it. Okay, everyone's got to exercise in the morning. No one's allowed to smoke. You know what? I just watched Injustice, the uh, uh, Justice League film. And uh, there's this great line where one of the heroes says, you know, ba basically this, the plot line is that Superman wants to take over the world because he's realized that humans can't be trusted. Uh, Joker detonates a nuke, wipes out Metropolis. And then Superman says, I'm taking over. I'm ending war. It's done. I will be the law. And so S Superman goes to one of the other, other heroes and he's like, I want to get rid of all the guns. And, the, and then the other hero, dude, I think, I can't remember his name. I think it's Mr. Terrific or something like that. He's like, and then after you take away the guns, then what? Force everyone to exercise? Then what? People aren't allowed to smoke anymore? Then what? People aren't allowed to drink anymore? Heart disease causes, uh, uh, you know, more deaths than guns. So do we get rid of cheeseburgers? That's the direction you go when you believe in the security state. Eventually, you just wrap yourself in a, in a weighted blanket and never move again. That seems to be where we're going under the guise of safety. Live in the pod and eat the bugs. How do you get people to live in the pod? Well, the world is unsafe. The world is unsafe, my friends, and we must keep you in the pod if it saves one life. That's the craziest thing to me. If it saves one life. That's what they were saying all last year. A lot of things can save one life. I mean, banning uh, cars, alcohol, cigarettes, greasy foods. All of it could save a life. Now, the funny thing is, with guns, guns actually save more lives than, than, uh, than, they, than, than they take. Well, maybe that's a poorly, poorly framed, because even when you use the gun in self-defense, someone dies. So let me put it this way. Guns are used in self-defense to prevent people from losing their lives. And therein lies the big problem. Maybe there's no way to ever prevent everyone from dying, no matter what the cause. And so when you walk down the path of totalitarian security, you end up with a substantially more detrimental system and just suffering. I think there's a lot, uh, uh, there's an incentive. If you look at what the, the establishment elites are doing, we are walking towards living in the pod and eating the bugs and being in the metaverse. Maybe it's because of climate change. The safety is an excuse. Maybe the real issue is they don't like overpopulation. I think we're overpopulated. It may, as Michael Malice argues, just be a, a, an instance of population density, but I think we're overpopulated. Our court systems can't accommodate this many people. You, you watch these riots. I was watching the, 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 the George Floyd riots because today's January 6th, right? I was watching videos on the George Floyd riots, and I'm just watching thousands of people smash and loot. And I'm like, how do you stop something like that? You know, the, the Boston massacre 
which precipitated, it was one of the events in the American Revolution, it wasn't even that many people involved. You know, we, we look back on history and, and, and we don't realize how many people we have today. There were 2 million people in the entirety of the, of the, of the 13 colonies. 2 million. That's it. And so when they declared independence, there was just not that many people. Quebec was the 14th colony. They didn't want to join, though. So that would be funny. Could you imagine if they did? We have a ton of people. I don't know how the system can sustain itself. Now, the, the, the establishment elites think the solution is replace your physical world with a digital one. Keep you in the pod and feed you bugs. Like in the movie Snowpiercer almost. All the roaches are being grinded up. It wasn't roaches in the original cut of the film, I'll tell you that. But the idea would be then to dramatically reduce your footprint, be it carbon or otherwise. How can they get you to stay in the pod? Fear and coercion. So there'll be mandates. Cook County in Chicago has a vaccine mandate. This is insane. Cook County, second most populous county in the country, the entire county under a vaccine mandate. Only two thirds of the population are vaccinated. So it means a third won't be able to go out and engage in, you know, regular public activities. So you look at that. They're going to make you stay home. You're going to stay home out of fear of being sick or because they're forcing you to stay home because other people are scared. And then eventually they're going to say, here's the metaverse. Then your home's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Then they're going to say, we'll deliver you your food. It went from a mask to a vac to a vax to a mask and a vax to a lockdown anyway. Eventually, I think they're going to lock everyone down like we're seeing in Australia. And it's getting really, really bad. Another conspiracy theory coming true, right? But... I think what they ultimately want is the freedom of the real world will be irrelevant if you grow up and live in the metaverse where you can fly around. But we don't have the technology for that yet. We don't. We have this, look, Oculus is fun, but it's still really crummy resolution. It just doesn't work. You can't feel. There's no tactile response. So until they get Neuralink and can plug you in, I don't see this working. In the end, though, we're headed towards a black mirror dystopia. So I'll leave it there. Whoopi Goldberg should not be surprised. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.